Welcome to KAW Radio. Broadcast every Thursday via Spreaker.com, we bring to you the latest news and information on kick-ass wrestling. The Zenith for British Underground Wrestling since 2008.
and we've arrived. Hello everyone! It's uh, Thursday again. It is episode 12 of Series 5 of KW Radio. That is last week's show closer, which has become today's show opener. That's um, Do It Like a Dude by Jesse J. And um, apropos of an Ace of Eve, I suppose, that I played that uh, at this point in time. Um, so, yep, it's another week. It's um, also the hangover episode, for like a bare expression. Of November Pain. Holy shit, it was a f- fucking amazing show. Um, and I think a lot of um, naysayers were proved wrong this past Saturday when we hit K- KAW House and uh, I'll be honest, absolutely smashed it, quite frankly. Um, so we're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about some shenanigans that took place in the Lone Star State uh, this past weekend. Allegedly, one of our own was in attendance. Uh, I wonder who that was. Um, So uh, we'll talk about um, some thoughts on that. Um, I'll be honest, I was very, very drunk. So if I'm honest with you, some of my thoughts may be a bit bit hazy, let's just say that. Um, So um, we'll talk about that later on. Uh, But first we're going to go right into the meat of the matter, as it were, and talk about uh, November Pain 8. This past Saturday, at KW House, and we saw some very interesting stuff happen. Um, and, uh, well, how about uh, that main event? Holy fucking shit. Um, but... Uh, as it may, let's get right into the results of what happened at November Pain. I feel like I'm procrastinating somewhat. I may be am procrastinating, but tell you what, we set the table really well for December to remember in just, well, nine days time uh, from uh, St. Mary's Church Hall Shadwell uh, as we uh, take a look at November Pain and our opening contest was for the Kick-Ass Wrestling World Tag Team Championship. So um, we decided to uh, have that on first because it's been a while since we've seen a tag title matchup. Of course, the champions going in, the team of Rogue and Mark West. West, of course, was put in Survive and Conquer. So uh, to say the very least, um, I'll be honest with you. Um, it was going to be difficult for the administration to find uh, a substitute for West, but Liam Stevens, the genial general manager, decided to um, mine the KAW Academy and newcomer to the scene, El Cuano Erecto, was drafted in by the administration to team up with Rogue. And they would take on the, the um, an interesting team indeed, because Belial was reported injured and unable to make it to November Payne. So Blaze had to find a tag team partner of his own. And he found the original killer of KW Chaos. As uh, we had a, a bit of a Team Danger reunion. And uh, it was interesting to say the very least. Because obviously it was, well, something that uh, happened a few years ago. That uh, I think played into the... Th- the aftermath, and I'll get to that in a second. But uh, also another thing we did, we introduced brand new KW World Tag Team Championship belts. 
and the title belts that we've had since 2011 um, retired after a long, long period of service. Six years they were around, and um, that's pretty impressive, if you ask me. Of course, over the last 18 months, we've kind of brought in new title belts. Firstly, it was for the international title, and then it was for the undisputed title, and now for the World Tag Team Championship belt. Um, well, the only belt that's not changed since its inception in 2011 now is the Kick-Ass Wrestling Hardcore Championship, which, of course, um, we've mentioned it numerous times, is, of course, the redesigned um, by SG uh, original world title belt uh, from many, many moons ago. So on to this opening contest, a fine back-and-forth matchup between uh, these two teams, but it was... Um, not to be for the uh, old Team Danger group as uh, Rogue got the pin uh, on Chaos in 719 the administration retained the Kick-Ass Wrestling World Tag Team titles and un unfortunately Blaze is now alongside Belial unable to compete for the World Tag Team Championships for 6 months that stipulation stood because um, we know you know, at least one member of the team challenging the original team uh, was in the matchup, and that was Blaze. And uh, Blaze had to watch Chaos, despite trying to break the fall. Referee Sharon Parker c counted the shoulders. He was smart in doing that. Indeed, um, seven minutes nineteen seconds saw the administration retain the World Tag Team Championships and afterwards Blaze in a fit of frustration hit Chaos with a massive stunner and uh, to say the very least it looks like it could be somewhat of a, um, a dormant rivalry let's just say and I'll explain quickly why it's been dormant um, and that was because um, in 2013 um, Chaos turned on Blaze at the first double feature event to cost Team Danger the KW World Tag Team titles. Of course, that was when the party line reformed after a few months hiatus and gained the titles. Of course, that was Party Time Pete and Wizkid Luke's um, sole reign as tag team champions uh, as a unit. Of course, Pete would go on to greater success in the tag team division. He is now one half of the longest reigning world tag champions alongside Xavier James um, as part of Project Essex. Speaking of Project Essex, and uh, that group uh, that spawned off them, Essex Strong Style, they're the next challengers for the World Tag Team Championship as uh, West will team up with Rogue on December 2nd. Another title defense, Kick-Ass Wrestling World Tag Team Champions um, representing the administration they take on the uh, Essex Strong Style tandem of Party Time Pete and Horsemeat. Speaking of Xavier James, though, he's not left out. He will challenge Drayton Gray for the Kick-Ass Wrestling Hardcore Championship. Drayton was reported injured, so his matchup with Irish Assassin Deluxe was cancelled as a result. Um, and Evidently, it turned out Irish Assassin Deluxe didn't even make it to the venue. He was um, just a little bit too busy... I guess filling up on Guinness. Uh, he was reported to have been found in a pub. 
not too far from KW House. We can't confirm or deny whether it was the George. Could have been the Hungerford. That's a nice quiet pub that serves Guinness. So uh, IA Deluxe didn't even make it to the venue. Um, but um, evidently Drayton was also injured, so unable to compete. He should be back in action for December to remember to face Xavier James for the KW Hardcore title. That should be a fun matchup indeed. Xavier, the hardcore specialist, one could argue, of Project Essex and indeed Essex Strong Style. Moving on to match number two, and this was a this was a stellar matchup as Mr. Charlotte Glory, Jimmy Suzuki, took on the veteran of 16 years of underground wrestling, the original icon of kick-ass wrestling, the Dark Soul, and this was a back and forth matchup indeed, which uh, stole the show somewhat. And it was uh, Suzuki who got the victory in 12 minutes, 44 seconds. A huge victory for Suzuki. Um, remember, he debuted at Charlotte Glory last year. And he had his first singles matchup uh, last year at November Payne. Uh, taking on Joker. Uh, now one half of Gotham Vice. In a 10-minute time limit draw. Uh, was uh, the result of that matchup back at November Payne 7. So Suzuki with a huge victory. Obviously he holds the cards as far as his own destiny is concerned by holding the Shot of Glory briefcase. And certainly many people will be jumping at the bit to see who he cashes in on in the near future. Now, match number three was something that I thought was going to be quite cool, but it kind of backfired on me, which, you know, I'll be honest, I am more than willing to own up to this fuck up it was um an unmitigated disaster quite frankly um but we saw that the um no compete clause of uh two two individuals um had expired um and we decided to re i decided to re-sign them but uh it looked like you know they were going to be all friends and everything but it all went a bit Tits up, unfortunately. Uh, I re-signed the Tiger Movement. Big Ass Tiger and Miss Tigress, former two-time world tag team champions. Uh, of course, Miss Tigress, uh, her last match was against D.L. Hicks, teaming with Naughty Bear in a handicap match, a British style. Uh, she lost, and then Hicks went to um, attack Tigress. But Big Ass Tiger made the save a little too late, some may argue. Then at Carpe DM, we were going to have a jungle fight for the Undisputed Kick-Ass Wrestling Championship. Of course, Hicks was the champion. Um, and it escalated so much, we had a six-man tag team matchup at Carpe DM for both the World Tag Team Championship and the Undisputed title, which uh, saw the administration team of Mark West, Rogue, and D.L. Hicks team up against the liquidation of Mr. Danger, Big-Ass Tiger, and Belial. And that was a brutal matchup indeed. Tiger took the fall though, so he was forced to leave Kick-Ass Wrestling at the hands of D.L. Hicks. Evidently, Tigress left KW three days after her match at British Style. Um, and one reason that she uh, cited for this was an unsafe working environment. Um, and, uh, well, teaming up with Naughty Bear and being almost murdered by D.L. Hicks I can kind of understand her viewpoint at the time so 
Miss Tigress and Big Ass Tiger were due to face each other in a friendly, you know, friendly competitive matchup. And well, once the bell hit, consider me shocked even when Tigress hit Tiger in the balls with a kick to the dick, and then scored the pinfall in just 19 seconds. I mean, it's as, as trite as it sounds. Right, you remember the scene from The Simpsons when uh, uh, it's uh, I can't remember the the exact episode, but it's the the one where Ralph uh, kind of falls in love with Lisa, and Lisa kind of um, rebuts him for lack of a better expression, and then it's a uh, I think they're doing I think th- th- there's a subplot where Krusty the Clown is making a comeback special or some shit, and they're in the audience, and. Um, Bart has a Bart showing Lisa the sort of tape of the the show, and the 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 immortal line is you you can pinpoint the moment his heart splits in two. You can pinpoint the moment Tiger's heart splits in two, when Tigress turns on him. And it's brutal, and Tigress then says to Tiger, quite frankly, "You left me." And there wasn't... She didn't need to say any more. In Tigress's opinion, Tiger threw her under the bus at British style and made the save a little too late. He wanted to be the White Knight. And it didn't pay off for Tiger. So, certainly we'll see what goes on in regards to this this now burgeoning rivalry between, you know... I mean, big-ass Tiger... Was you know I saw him legitimately in tears. Tiger without hyperbole was distraught. It was like it was almost like someone had died, and maybe the thing that died was Big Ass Tiger's innocence. Because now I don't know what happened. What happened between Tiger and Tigress in the interim between them both? being forced to leave KW or leaving KW on their own volition and November Paint. That's why I signed them, because I was blissfully ignorant. Or, it, you know, I, I was completely blind to what happened between the two of them in the interim. But maybe we'll find out in due course, hopefully as early as December to remember. Uh, the word on the street is that Miss Tigress... Uh, has actually asked for some microphone time at December to remember, um, but we'll see. We'll 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 definitely see uh, what happens. Moving on, uh, <clears throat> and the fourth match up on the card was an international showcase between Kawaii Kid making his singles debut in Kickass Wrestling. Of course, Kid debuted um, at Shot of Glory in the Scramble. Against someone returning to KW action in the scramble, and that was Tyson Snow making his first singles appearance in quite a long time since January, as a matter of fact. So, um, certainly both men looking to impress. And one thing I noticed about Snow, he did look very rusty. Bear in mind, he didn't last too long in the scramble. Uh, but also, something else to bear in mind, 
um, is that this is his first singles matchup in 10 months. And outside of actually being in the ring, you can do all the training, all the cardio you want, but nothing will quite prepare you for being in ring shape. And, um, you know, Snow perhaps acknowledged this, if I'm honest with you. He wanted to um, end the match up quickly. He went to quite some interesting wrestling, um, as in ground-based wrestling, I should say. Kid, to his credit, held his own. And it was Snow who got the victory uh, after a back fist in 9 minutes 34 seconds. But I think for Snow, psychologically, that's certainly uh, one of the bigger obstacles of his that has been eliminated somewhat. Certainly, Kawhi Kid, you know, has shown without a shadow of a doubt that I think, you know, in my opinion, he belongs in KAW. No question about it. Um, I think many people would, um, were probably reticent to say that that, that was the case. Uh, but I think that, that definitely, yeah, definitely, I would say, uh, Kid proved why he is over here on an excursion from Pro Wrestling Shinjuku. And he's certainly, you know, absolutely um, deserves to be here in Kick-Ass Wrestling. And I hope that uh, his excursion is uh, a fruitful one. And as for Tyson Snow, like I said, he's in the, he's back in, in the swing of things. And he's hopefully, no question about it, going to be back in the hunt for a championship at one point. Of course, Snow no longer really associated with the Psycho Yank, who wasn't even at uh, November Pain. He was uh, in Houston. Um, he's taken a bit of time off because his tag team partner, Joker, has been out for quite some time with a, with a severe injury. Um, which has kind of cut Gotham Vice's um, momentum from under them, unfortunately. Uh, many people were saying they were going to be the next World Tag Team Champions, but, uh, you know, Joker has uh, been advised to take it easy in his recovery. So hopefully we'll see Gotham Vice back in action in 2018. Um, moving on to a penultimate matchup, and this was our super bizarre matchup, which we uh, filmed for Facebook Live. Um, although we're still having sound issues when uh, it comes to uh, the Facebook Live gimmick. We're still experimenting with it. We're still working on it, for lack of an expression. But this matchup was chosen um, kind of for a reason, I would say. Um, mainly because... <laughs> and I mean I mean this with, without hyperbole. Uh, I think it was because we knew... It was going to be a good matchup. Also, uh, with it was for a title, and there was probably something in the air. Many people were thinking uh, that the that uh, the title was going to change hands, and of course, the title in question was the Kick-Ass Wrestling International Championship held uh, prior to November Pain by Irish Assassin One uh, IA One, of course is uh you know no stranger to championship gold he is uh certainly proven why uh he is 
unquestionably um, one of the elite competitors in kick-ass wrestling history. Um, but uh, be, be that as it may, um, Dick had an interesting ring entrance. I'm trying to pull up the audio if I can, because if I can, then I'll, I need to share this this with you, uh, obviously. Um uh, I mean, without a shadow of a doubt, Dick, you know, has become arguably the most improved competitor of 2017. Of course, that's probably an excuse for me to plug um, the KAW Awards coming in the tail end of December. Um, and certainly, I would argue that uh, Dick has had, you know, some show-stealing matches. He has taken on Undisputed KW Champion D.L. Hicks back at Sticking Up Your Valentines. Um, he was a key player in quite a few uh, matches. He's challenged for the Kick-Ass Wrestling Hardcore title on a couple of occasions. Um, certainly, without a shadow of a doubt, I think Dick has proven why he belongs in Kick-Ass Wrestling. Um, and uh, absolutely, I would categorically say, um, that uh, it's certainly been an interesting journey for Dick. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll try and find this ring entrance. But uh, here we go. I found it. So um, <clears throat> what I'll do is I'll um, try and uh, play this without completely fucking everything up. So um, here we go. Hopefully you could, we should be able to uh, hear this. Introducing first, the challenger the selfie in the proof. corner to my right. And at the insistence of the challenger, I am to read the following introduction. Oh, for fuck's sake, here we go, he's having a shit. Originally from Penistone in Yorkshire, <laughs> he now resides in deepest, darkest Soho. I'm going there tonight. He weighed in at 275 and... Nine inches. Wait a minute, that's a typo. He did email this to me. 275 pounds and 14.06 inches. He wished. He is <laughs> as thick as a Pringles can and just as tasty. Like the that. reason Soho has a great reputation, he's really bloody good at Grinder, the discoverer of the Tigress Gasm, an enthusiast of the carnal arts and sciences, your wife or girlfriend's new best friend. He was bigger, longer, and uncut before South Park did it. He's the 208 minute stroker, your favourite lovable pervert, the perennial number four. Skin contender, the try anything sexual phenomenon, the original rampant rabbit, 
banned in Thailand on five separate occasions. Your favourite porn star's favourite wrestler, the king of wank sock style, and when you think about him, you touch yourself. It's Selfie D! But he's still adopted. <laughs> Yep, that's uh, legitimately uh, what we did. A bit of a ring entrance with uh, Selfie Dick having a shit ton of nicknames. And um, maybe that actually helped Selfie Dick because, wouldn't you know who won the pony? He defeated Irish Assassin 1 in 13 minutes 40 to become the new international champion. I think Dick has been... He has been definitely on the cusp of winning a title. It's just been a question of when in 2017. Of course, like I said earlier, he's challenged for the undisputed title... He's challenged for the hardcore title, and certainly he's shot and he's scored uh, in becoming the new international champion. And um, IA1's, you know, reign only lasted a couple of months, and he was injured during half of it. But, uh, you know, certainly not to be sniffed at, quite frankly. So uh, congratulations to Selfie Dick as we moved on to our main event. And uh, we would now see who would walk out of November Pain with the Undisputed Kick-Ass Wrestling Championship. And uh, the teaming uh, for Stage 1 of Survive and Conquer saw Chaos and Mark West teamed up against each, uh, against uh, the champion Super Skull and the prick D.L. Hicks. So um, interesting to see that uh, both rivals... Uh, both pairs of rivals, you could argue, in this matchup, uh, were paired up against each other. So uh, let's take a look at that. And uh, on, in stage one, it was Chaos who fell first, as Hicks hit him with a dick kick of death. Um, Skull actually got the pinfall in around five minutes. Um, and uh, without a shadow of a doubt, Chaos just got absolutely poleaxed by the dick kick. Um Hicks knew, you know, where to hit him, shot and scored, quite frankly. So we were down to three. And this was when Kick-Ass Rules comes into play. So falls count anywhere in the building. And it got physical from there. Remember, stage one of Survive and Conquer is no disqualification. So weapons can be used from the get-go. So, one thing also to mem to remember is that we at the last minute were able to get Mr. Danger Kick-Ass Wrestling Hall of Famer um, as special guest referee for the main event. Long story short uh, Mr. and Mrs. Danger were in London anyway but uh, were probably going to be unable to make it to K um, the KW event. Um, they, so they were elsewhere in business but their hotel got cancelled last minute so, uh, in a moment of weakness, no, I, I kid, um, because we're fucking good, you know, we've been good mates with Danger for fucking year, you know, ages now, um, we decided to let them crash at KW House, um, because, you know, that's what friends do, um, so Danger was assigned a special guest referee on literally 20 minutes notice, and I, I shit you not, it, it was... We had our intermission after th the third match. So after um, the Tigress-Tiger angle, for lack of a better expression. And 
Danger, Mr. and Mrs. Danger turned up during the intermission. So we decided we were, you know, what? Uh, well, after the international title matchup, Danger volunteered to be the referee because obviously we tend to have sometimes assigned referees, but for Survive and Conquer, we were sort of drawing a blank on who was going to volunteer or who was going to be assigned. Danger said flat out, "I'll ref it." And he did, you know, that's, you know, that was like probably, yeah, 15, 20 minutes before the match went into the ring. Because it was just, it was it was just prior to um, the international title matchup starting, as a matter of fact. So, yeah, about 20 minutes prior to the main event. Stage two. So, so that's all Skull, West and Hicks in action. Uh, Super Skull busted open Hicks with a chair, and Hicks bled a gusher. I mean, Skull hit him well. He hit him damn good. Um, and Hicks was literally unable to continue. Now, the first time I think we'd seen in Kick-Ass Wrestling a blood stoppage elimination in a Survive and Conquer matchup. Granted, we've only seen two matches of its kind, but Hicks was eliminated by Mr. Danger owing to a to excessive blood loss um, and it was quite a nasty cut uh, above Hicks right right eye that uh, it, it it was brutal and it it was obviously a cut below the eye isn't so bad but a cut above the eye of course can get into the eyeball and can really fuck your vision up quite frankly so danger made the right decision called for the bell and eliminated Hicks. So we were down to Skull versus West for the undisputed title in a 15-minute Seven Shades of Pain match. Now, the Seven Shades of Pain match um, uh, would see, you know, the winner determined by the first to garner seven falls or a single knockout, i.e. referee unable to, uh, you know, referee counts ten and there you go. So, West went two falls up in a space of about three and a half minutes. Um, so, Skull's on the back foot. However, the the whole left and hurt knocked out uh, West um, and retained the Undisputed Kick-Ass Wrestling Championship in a brutal final stage of Survive and Conquer. West won the Survive and Conquer matchup last year. Super Skull wins the second one. Mark West, the runner-up. Um, and, of course, the only individual to have um, come back for more 12 months on from the first Survive and Conquer matchup. Uh, and he put up a fight against Super Skull, no question about it. So that means that Super Skull will now wrestle Blaze at December to Remember. On the 2nd of December... With Blaze's um, opportunity at uh, the Undisputed title, a high-stakes one. If he loses the opportunity, uh, he is unable to compete for the Undisputed Kick-Ass Wrestling Championship for 12 months. And that runs at the same time uh, as the tag title um, ban, for lack of better expression, that uh, we saw, you know. So Blaze could be, in theory, only able to compete for the International and Hardcore Championships. Um, so, 
And Blaze, we understand, is only interested in either the tag titles or the undisputed title. So one can't blame Blaze for maybe being a bit frustrated if he loses to Super Skull at December to remember. Um, also, after November Payne went off the air, we had a dark segment involving Chaos and Mark West. They will have their I Quit match after all. And it's scheduled to take place on January 6th at New Year's Execution 2018. But here's the big stipulation that came out of it. Loser leaves town. Basically, this town ain't big enough for either Chaos or Mark West. Now, evidently, there'll be another matchup set for Chaos if he can make January 4th, two days prior at KW House for Wrestle Empire 2. As Chaos is scheduled to wrestle Blaze on that day. Um, and re- you know, regardless of whether Blaze wins the Undisputed title or not. At December to remember. Um, of course Chaos cost Blaze the chance to wrestle for the tag titles. For six months in the opening matchup of November Pain. So he obviously wants a measure of revenge. Against the original killer of Kick-Ass Wrestling. And Chaos no doubt would be wanting to re- reignite that rivalry. That was set to begin in mid-2013. Of course, they were scheduled to face each other in a kick-ass rules match at the final stop 2013 in August of that year. But uh, just a week before uh, a week before Chaos pulled out of the matchup, and then a week after the final stop, he was forced to take a three-year sabbatical due to health issues. So... In you know, many people have uh, come now to the conclusion that possibly this was Chaos's final run, and uh, no question about it, he's looking to go out on top. Uh, he's looking to go out swinging, and many people are saying, of course, November Payne was his final ever opportunity at the Undisputed Kickass Wrestling Championship. It'll be interesting to see what happens in that uh, that stretch of shows. Of course, Wrestle Empire taking place on January fourth. Um, Hopefully that's uh, going to take, you know, that'll take place in the evening. Um, and because um, in the in the morning, uh, our time would be Wrestle Kingdom 12. And of course, that's uh, high, headlined by one of the biggest matches I can think of in, I would argue, modern day pro wrestling. Um, I mean, it's not every day that uh, Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho happens um quite frankly uh, as a matter of fact looking at wrestle kingdom 12 um card so far so this is for january 4th at the tokyo dome they've announced so far let's take a look okada defending the iwgp heavyweight title against tetsuya naito kenny omega versus chris jericho for the iwgp us title uh hiroshi tanahashi defending the intercontinental title against jay white a four-way for the junior heavyweight title. Marty Skull versus Hiromu Takahashi versus Kushida versus Will Ospreay. That looks like that. It will be the show stealer of the card. Uh, Rapongi 3K, uh, Sho and Yo, defending the IWGP junior heavyweight tag titles against the Young Bucks. And Cody defending the Ring of Honor world title against Kota Ibushi. So, that's just six matches. Um... You get the feeling that that is just going to fucking smoke the place out. That that is, 
You know, that's just a six six matches. Generally, they'll have I think ten, eleven, twelve matches, um, and the New Japan Rumble, which is of course the pre-show matchup. So, yeah, that's fixing to be pretty fucking big. If I'm honest with you, um, so a lot's going down in uh, Kickass Wrestling uh, in the next few months. Uh, I actually said it a few weeks ago. This is going to be a, a live for the moment kind of era. Uh, the run up to KW10 next September, because many people have said that this is going to be a final full time year before we just do the odd show here and there, and uh, you know break out you know the odd show from time to time. This would be the final year on the current schedule that we're on, and I don't blame people for saying that because you know we're not going to live forever. Um, and many people have said that then they, they they're not going to do KW forever. And to be honest, neither am I. I don't think it'd be fair to just do that. You know, you know, until we turn to fucking powder, or we become you know bitter and you know out of touch like the competition that we used to have back in Leytonstone. But that's another story. So December to remember taking place on the second. Of December 2017 from St. Mary's Church Hall in Shadwell is is shaping up to be quite a show, uh, if I'm honest with you. Um, and uh, no question about it, it's uh, shaping up to be a very good 2018. But um, December to remember in you know 2017, that's shaping up to be quite the show. Um, as we have for the Kick-Ass Wrestling World Tag Team titles, uh, the team of Essex Strong Style, Party Time Pete and Horsemeat, challenging the administration's Mark West and Rogue, Xavier James challenging for the Kick-Ass Wrestling Hardcore title, of course, the big high-stakes matchup for the undisputed Kick-Ass Wrestling Championship as Super Skull defends against the man they call Blaze. Also in attendance will be the King of Slay style, the first generation present giver making his Shadwell debut. That is Santa's dad. The international champion Selfie Dick is uh, scheduled for title action. He will make his first title defense uh, at uh, December to remember. Certainly it will be a happening, no question about it. And then of course we've got uh, Wrestle Empire 2 on January 4th and New Year's Execution on January 6th. Um, to open up the count for 2018. Um, the two matches involving Chaos are front and centre for those. Wrestle Empire 2 would be Chaos versus Blaze in a grudge match. And January 6th would be um, Chaos versus Mark West in an I Quit match. Loser leaves town. Um, certainly it will be an interesting uh, turn of events, let's just say that. Right, I'm going to talk about uh, a bit of the Federation's a- action uh, in a moment, but I need a, I need a wee, I need a drink, I need to recharge, because fucking hell, we're 48 minutes in. We've been talking about KW. Holy shit. So uh, let's uh, go into the hopper, pick a tune, and we pick Processed Beats by Kasabian. That's a bit of an old tune. I've been listening to that about a decade ago. So here we are. Uh, We'll see you on the other side of this break. Episode 12, Series 5, KW Radio. 
And we're back. Episode 12, Series 5 KW Radio. That is Kasabian and Process Beats. And, well, when I said I was going to talk about uh, the Federation and their shenanigans in Houston, Texas, I'll be honest, I was very, very drunk. (laughs) So I did have a drink uh, because uh, for those who... You know, our regular listeners, I was stone cold sober at, uh, during SummerSlam weekends because uh, I was going to have some shit put in my finger, which Liam Stevens broke because uh, he's a prick. I digress. Do I seem bitter to you? No, I don't know. Uh, so, moving on. Um, so, yeah, apparently there was um, some stuff happening in uh, Houston. Um, there was um, NXT. Take over Houston or War Games or whatever the fuck. I don't know. Um, I barely remember half the shit because, uh, well, uh, apparently there were two matches uh, that were dark or taped for NXT television. Um, I won't mention those, um, mainly because I haven't seen them. So um, let's take a look at the results as per Wikipedia. Really? 
Fucking really? <sighs> Fuck's sake. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, I could always uh, pull up. I, I could always pull up the fucking shit on the on the torch, uh, which you know happens to be my. I would argue my. Um, what's the word I'm thinking of? My go-to. Um, you know, I could be that much of a dick. Uh, as a matter of fact, evidently, that's what I'm probably going to do. Um, but it's a bit odd because I can't seem to find fucking anything. Because I'm a twat. Um, okay, so quickly taking a look. Uh, what happened? Well, I barely remember that. Okay, so the opening contest was uh, Lars Sullivan defeating Cassius Ono in about five minutes. Uh, I barely remember this match because it was only five minutes long. Um, so it was short, but, you know, a couple of big lads just caning the shit out of each other. They're pushing Sullivan, obviously, to the moon and having him go past Ono, that, that doesn't do him any, that doesn't do him any harm whatsoever. Um, moving on, uh, I would argue this was match of the night as um, the second match up from what I remember as Alistair Black defeated Velveteen Dream in about 15 minutes if my memory serves it correctly. Really good match up. Um, you know, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, so, uh, you know, look, I, I, I thought that was some, some good stuff there. Um, then, as I've got more beers in, I didn't realise how short um, this matchup was. The four-way matchup for the vacant uh, NXT Women's Championship, which was won in a shade under 10 minutes by Ember Moon who I did not, and I'll be honest with this, I did not have down as the the winner. Um, there was some... It was a decent four-way. There was some, some bits and bobs that seemed a bit... Um, a bit not quite... It didn't quite click, but nonetheless a decent match. Bit, you know. Um, but... Uh, no, I mean, I, I'll be honest, I was kind of thinking, surely this is... The time for Nikki Cross to win the title, evidently not. But then you could argue that, um, you know, off the heels of winning the May Young Classic, Kerry Sane should surely have been the next uh, NXT Women's Champion um, again. You know, you could also argue that you know for being just being one of the more solid acts or one half of them more solid acts on the NXT women's side, Peyton Rice should get a shot. So you could argue all four women maybe deserved a, you know, a run with the title. So I'll be honest, as far as that was concerned, I'm probably over-analyzing it, if I'm honest with you. Uh, so uh, apparently the next takeover is set for Rumble weekend, uh, January 27th in Philadelphia. Cool. Um, uh, in... A matchup which I I was again pleasantly surprised by this one, um, uh, the NXT title on the line, and this was the matchup that uh, made me a believer of Andrade Cien Almas, 
as he defeated Drew McIntyre and Shade under 15 minutes to capture the, the NXT title. And like I said, I've never been the biggest fan of Almas, but it's only because, you know, it sometimes takes a bit of time to... Um, it takes a bit of time, I suppose, to uh, to un- you know to get behind a wrestler. Uh, sometimes you can get behind them almost immediately, but with you know with Almas, it took me a bit of time. Um, it looked like McIntyre beat you know injured himself quite badly at, actually during the finish, um, and I think he did actually come to think of it. So I think I remember reading something about that. Um, so yeah, that was quite a decent match up until the finish where. I think it felt like it was almost cut short somewhat for some odd reason. Um, but uh, congratulations to Almas. He, they clearly, ha- you know, have been have uh, you know stayed the tide with him, and uh, more power to him. Main event was the War Games matchup. Uh, of course, I'm a traditionalist, so I will. I'll be honest. I was a little bit uh, reticent to. Um, even consider this a war games match because obviously I'm more used to the two teams of five formula um which we did in a we did a, a a staggered gauntlet back at November Pain 2012 between uh the bastard nation and honor and respect uh which was a war games without a cage it felt like but no it wasn't to be fair because it was a gauntlet match and uh members of T alternating members of teams or alternating team, you know, wrestlers came in during an elimination, after an elimination. So that's as close as we've gotten to war games. Um, but, but as mentioned, we don't have a cage or budget for a cage, as that matter of fact. Um, there was some interesting stuff happening here. So you have three teams. You have the Authors of Pain and Roderick Strong in the old teaming up because they have a common enemy deal versus Sanity versus the Undisputed Era. So, three teams off the bat kind of threw me a little bit, but they had they made it work. So, they had um, uh, one member of each team begin the match. In this case, it was Eric Young from Sanity, Roderick Strong for his team, and Adam Cole from the Undisputed Era. After five minutes, uh, a member... Both members of one team would um, be released from the shark cages that were on the stage. In this case, it was the Undisputed Era. So, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish entered and it uh, lasted that way until the next until three minutes later. Then, the Authors of Pain were released from their shark cage. Three minutes later, Killian Dane and uh, Alexander Wolfe of Sanity entered the fray and then we had kind of sort of like the match beyond all that bollocks um and uh some plunder was brought in and uh before the before the uh meat of the match for lack of expression there was some brutal shit happening here um there was a um, I'm trying to think, a super German suplex by Wolf on, I think, Razor of the Office of Pain through two tables. That took Wolf out of the match 
pretty much. He was busted from ear to ear. I think just hit the edge of the table quite hard. And yep. So we had blood, which was good. Um, and uh, God, it was brutal. Uh, the finish came with uh, Cole pinning Young. Undisputed Era win the match in 30-odd minutes. 36 minutes, I, I want to say. Absolutely brutal stuff. Um, interesting takeover. Um, the only disappointment, in my opinion, was the, the women's title match. Because I, I, I would argue that that was kind of underachieving. Whereas everything else kind of overachieved. Black versus Velveteen Dream, the NXT title match, to a small degree, the War Games match as well. Um, and, you know, the opener was what for what it was, kind of on par, it stayed in its lane. Um, so, you know, thumbs up for me, from me, as far as TakeOver was concerned. And allegedly, Psycho Yank was part of the uh, the crowd. And if he wasn't part of the crowd for NXT, he was certainly part of the crowd for Survivor Series. 24 hours later, evidently. Um, and uh, again, I look at the torch. Um, there's no indication of what happened on the pre-show. Uh, I barely... Ha I, to be fair, I was sort of organising a pay-per-view party. So it was cooking. Um, there was three pre-show matches, as a matter of fact. Um, I'll go through them briefly. Elias over Matt Hardy. Enzo Amore kept the Cruiserweight title over Kalisto. And Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn beat Breezango. Interesting. Three three heel victories in, uh, in the pre-show. Well, you know who won the fucking pony there. Um, uh, and the times were less than 10 minutes for each, each one. 9.15, 8.45, 7.45 respectively. Cool. Um... So it opened up with the uh, first of the... Right, so seven interpromotional matches over the course of the pay-per-view proper. Cool. Okay, so we begin with The Shield defeating The New Day in 21-20 in the, the six-man interpromotional tag match. Uh, yeah, 21 minutes. This got four stars. Going to the torch. Excellent matchup. And it was a good matchup. Uh, and it finished with a triple super bomb uh, for the finish. Um, on uh, Kofi Kingston, if I'm correct. There was some, you know, great stuff here. Uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, just trying to remember to keep trying to keep the trying to keep the tally. Um, Team Raw got the victory. Over Team SmackDown in the first Survivor Series matchup, which was the women's matchup in a total time of 1835. Um, it was fine for what it was. Um, I mean, for some odd reason, it did feel a bit rushed. Uh, even at 18 minutes, which is fucking odd. Uh, the sole survivor was Asuka from Team Raw, unsurprisingly. Um, and, you know, like I said, for what it was worth, you know, it was fine. 
Could have had a little bit more time to breathe, but yeah, not really complaining about that. Um, U.S. champion Baron Corbin defeated The Miz in the Continental Champion in about ten minutes. Uh, the torch gave it two and three quarter stars. Um, that was decent. Uh, heel versus heel matches are a bit odd. Um, they didn't really. The crowd didn't pick sides consistently. Although you could argue that Miz was kind of almost like the pseudo babyface because Corbin is such a hateable prick. Um, it, yeah, it was, it was for what it was. Yeah, it was what it was. Uh, I I couldn't complain. I zoned out a bit, to be honest. Because uh, I'll be honest, I, I've never been a fan of Corbin, but, you know... The Miz is one of those guys where I think you know he needs a better, he needs a good opponent to really shine. And I'll be honest, he didn't get the chance for him to shine going up against Corbin. <laughs> so kind of, um, but uh, this was SmackDown's first victory in the uh, series, as it were. Next up, the Usos defeated uh, Sheamus and Cesaro in the Battle of Tag Champions. So the SmackDown cha- Tag Champions over the Raw Tag Champions, sixteen minutes. Three and a quarter stars going to the torch. Really good matchup. Um, some, you know, good stuff. Some innovative stuff as well. Uh, the finish saw, I believe it was Jey Uso tagging Jimmy in as he flew out of the ring to take out Cesaro on the outside. That was quite quite cool stuff. Um, uh, Jimmy got the sp- hit splash on Sheamus for the pin. Um... Interesting stuff. Um, Next, we saw the Battle of Women's Champions. And I felt that five minutes could have been taken off this match and given to the Women's Survivor Series matchup, but that's just me. Uh, As Charlotte, uh, the SmackDown Women's Champion, defeated her Raw counterpart Alexa Bliss in 15 minutes in a two and a quarter star match uh, with the figure eight. Um... It was what it was. Pretty by the numbers. Uh, not complaining whatsoever. You know, but it was just there. I felt. Moving on to the match of the night. I would argue. Um, because I would say. This overachieved greatly. And. When. Now the thing is. When Brock Lesnar has his working boots on. He is probably one of the best on the planet earth uh he's been phoning it in the last 12 months let's be fair but against aj styles he couldn't afford to phone it in for lack of better expression uh, he got the win did the universal champion over the wwe world champion in about 15 and a half minutes the torch gave it four and a quarter stars uh i don't think anyone was expecting the an epic of like 20 minutes plus but fucking hell, it was good. Um, you know, you, there were some in, indications that, that there were some hopes that Styles might actually pull it off. Um, and uh, no question about it. Certainly Lesnar's best match in the last couple of years, one would argue. I think um, he had the three-way at the Rumble a couple years ago, I want to say. That really was amazing um 
But this this certainly on par with you know is one of the best matches I'd say since when did he come back to WWE post UFC? Probably 2012. Yeah, definitely in that in this like ensuing five years, it's been it's Lesnar's best matchup I'd say. And so to the main event with with parity between the two sides at the moment at this point in time at three three. Um. Team Raw versus Team SmackDown. I sort of zoned out toward the end. But apparently Team Raw got the win. 33 odd minutes. No rating given by the torch. But, uh... Goodness me. Oh, it was... Some parts of it were good. But it was, um... I think a bit frustrating to the layman who kind of knows their shit, that it went down to Shane McMahon versus Kurt Angle, Triple H, and Braun, Sh- Braun Strowman. Um, it was it, probably disappointing that, uh, the, you know, the guys you're meant to be kind of pushing were four of the five, first five eliminated, the fourth being John Cena, who literally looked like he, he'd rather be anywhere but there. I mean, Cena has worked his fucking ass off for as long as he has. And he's probably shown signs of burnout. And ditto with Orton as well, to a smaller extent. They look so... They look like they could not give a fuck. And it's through no fault of their own. You know, just my personal opinion. But Nakamura, Rude, Joe and Balor, four of the five eliminated first. And they're meant to be kind of, the, you know, the guys you, you, you're pushing for the next couple of years. It was so disappointing to see that, I think, a little bit. Um, the only thing that really made up, made up for it was the whole post-match thing with Strowman uh, choking down Hunter, but... Uh, God damn. It was so odd. Um, thumbs in the middle, I think, for this. There's some great stuff. Uh, the Shield New Day match. Um, the Usos versus The Bar. And Lesnar versus Styles. Were pretty good. Um, I would argue the two women's matches were very underachieving. To the point where you could argue on both NXT and Survivor Series, the women just had a bad day, bad weekend at the office. Um, you could argue. Um, obviously, I gave a huge thumbs down. Well, actually, I gave an antipathy kind of thumbs down to Corbin versus Miz. Um, everything else was just there, I think. But uh, apparently, uh, Psycho Yank enjoyed it. Because Psycho Yank loves big sweaty men. <laughs> Apparently he, he popped at uh, the whole thing with Strowman and, and Triple H at the end. So, yep, yeah, moving on. I think that's, that's all of that. Um, um, where am I? 
Well, I'm going to take another break, and then I'm going to go to um, upcoming stuff and plugs. I'm going to play some Metallica now. Hopefully. Ooh. There we go. It's called Am I Savage? It's one of the later bits and bobs. Uh, this is episode 12 of series 5 of KW Radio. We'll be back, like I said, upcoming events and plugs. Wrap up this week's edition of KW Radio on hopefully a high note. Back in a bit, folks.
back. Episode 12, Series 5 of KW Radio. That is Am I Savage by Metallica. And uh, I might as well mention stuff that... Uh, well, uh, there wasn't much in the way of stuff that I did over the weekend outside of uh, the usual stuff, but, uh, you know, that's neither here nor there. Uh, Liam Stevens went to Kapow's show at uh, in Greenwich and also to uh, London Lucha League uh, Lord of the Gif at Resistance Gallery. Um, so no doubt he he actually took um he actually took Chaos to his uh, first wrestling event in a long long time. As a matter of fact, uh, Chaos of course coming you know down from Hemel Hempstead. Um, obviously doesn't get much of an opportunity to see too much in the way of wrestling. Evidently there's a a wrestleful show at the Highfield Community Centre in in Hemel. Uh, that he is fixing to go to on a Saturday night. Um, so uh, hopefully that's reignited the um, love for the for the uh, old graps uh, for for the KW Hall of Famer. I remember back in the day, Chaos used to go to quite a few wrestling events back in the day. Uh, he was part of a clique that uh, attended uh, at, uh, uh, many wrestling events at, uh, at uh, for LDN at Southbury Leisure Centre. And I think before that... Uh, the FWA as well. Um, and I remember, I'm trying to remember, there were a couple of people that I would have known of, uh, obviously. Um, Chaos was one of them. Blaze was another one. Um, Gormanator um, was uh, part of that clique before he moved up to County Durham. Uh, and if my memory serves it correctly, that was when Blaze and Belial, who was another person in that clique, uh that was around the same time that they were both training at LDN uh, for, for a brief period. Um, so, uh, evidently, that was quite a popular clique that uh, cropped up at uh, Sapri Leisure Centre every every couple of months when the LDN used to run there. Um, and, of course, back in the day, I was, um, of course, the um, booker in Leightonstone and try and actually recruit them as a matter of fact but uh, to no avail of course because you know Leightonstone everybody so yeah um, what am I doing in the next couple of weeks there's a lot a lot uh, I'm doing in the next couple of weeks um, hopefully I'm going to be doing some wrestling um, Liam Stevens will be at uh, Corporation in Sheffield. He'll be doing Southside Doubleheader up there, Queen the Ring 2017, and Ill Manners. Um, so uh, he's uh, going to be enjoying that. I'm looking more in the direction of XWA uh, as they present Wrestle Friends 2 Wrestle Friendlier at the Resistance Gallery in Bethnal Green. 3.30 start there. Uh, that'll be going on to about half past seven. And then apparently Pro Wrestling Eve are doing a, um, what they've called the shit-tastic girl power disco uh, uh, on the same evening, uh, starting at nine, nine, it's nine till late, also at the Resistance Gallery. Um, and apparently it's free admission for Pro Wrestling Eve season ticket holders, which I've become one. So I might hang around a little bit there, depending. <laughs> Depending on whether the word of sport match will kill me, uh, that is a thing. There is apparently going to be a match at XWA called the word of sport match, uh, which apparently is around basically alternating rounds of countdown and British wrestling. So think about this, a six 
a six round world sport rules match and and rounds of countdown which is interesting stuff uh, they've also announced Jimmy Havoc versus the Neon Explosion Cassius um, they've announced uh, Johnny Storm versus Bacon Jr um, they've announced uh, obviously the word of sport match is Costa K versus Lord Gideon Gray um, they've announced a few other individuals who will be in attendance um, that's going to be very interesting and you know it's very rare I get the opportunity to actually see an XWA show. Uh, evidently, the last time I was at an XWA show was this time last year in Colchester. And we all know why. <laughs> so, so there you go. Um, apparently, if I am correct, they have got... Well, they've announced in the last couple of days that Charlie Morgan, the Ace of Eve, and uh, Roy Johnson will also be in attendance they announced a litany of other competitors as well um it's going to be interesting um you can get some tickets at xwatickets.com i think it's their ticket link um then i will be at the sold out electric ballroom on the sunday 26th november progress chapter 58 live your best life um they've announced a ton of good shit there uh, and I am an idiot because I can't remember what they've announced. And I'm running slowly but surely out of time because I want to get the fuck out of here. And uh, go, you know, go do some stuff. I'm still in the process of... Remember, I'm still in the process of editing seven... Now seven uh, KW events. <clears throat> like I said, I just need to lay down commentary for Beachful Bashings and the final stop. So I could get those two out in theory in the next week or so. It's just... Literally trying to get the fucking time to do it. It's a pain in the ass. Um, apparently, though, there are two more matches for Chapter 58 that they'll announce in the next half hour. Fuck it. Ugh, that's a pain in the ass. Um, evidently, looking at XWA's ticket link, they've also got scheduled uh, a show in Colchester on the 11th of March at Charter Hall, which um, I'm going to try and go to. Uh, moving on, um, I will be next in attendance at a show uh, on December 3rd, uh, Liam Stevens is going to be in attendance at uh, Battle Pro, December Underground on December 1st, as mentioned, December 3rd I will be at BEW Britain's Rising 5 from Tooting and Mitcham United Football Club. Um, They've announced quite a lot of good stuff. It looks to me at this rate that it'll only it'll have just two men's matches, uh, which is so odd. They've what's strange is that uh, I think they may have had to do a bit of a reshuffle in the card because um, they haven't announced a match for BEW Women's Champion Casey Owens, who I think may not be able to attend. But they've added Charlie Morgan to the mix. Uh, and I don't know. I'm I'm probably reading a bit too much into that, but uh, let's. Uh, I mean, let's take a look at what they've got so far. They've got Bobby Tyler in an open challenge matchup. Um, Jetta versus Sadie Gibbs, the Hitset versus Two Unlimited, uh, an International Grand Prix 2018 qualifier. Jamie Hater versus 
Australia's Savannah Summers. Purge match for the BW Heavyweight title, Kyle Ashmore vs. Rob Cage. Uh, and Deeds match uh, between Kat Von Cage, Shauna Reed, and Gold Dynamite Jennifer Blake. Um, so, I don't know. I may be reading a bit too much into that stuff, but uh, it's going to be a very loaded card for BW uh, as uh, they bed into uh, the, the uh, new venue, the new regular venue, I should say. December 8th, um, I might do Norwich. I might see if I can get via Twickets um, a Rev Pro ticket for the sold-out uh, Uprising event at York Hall, Bethnal Green. I'll see what I can do. I did notice there were a couple of um, tickets on Twickets. Um, so, I might, I, might, I might take a look at that at some point. Um, what's next? Uh, December 9th and 10th actually might be an off day, an off weekend for me, which is well overdue. Um, December 6th, well, December 15th I am, I am otherwise engaged, I'm in Birmingham. Um, December 16th I am at RCWA Decade of Defiance, a 10 year anniversary show at the Backstage Centre in Perfleet. Um... And uh, then you got the run up to Christmas. Holy shit! Uh, December thirtieth, I am at uh, Progress Chapter sixty, unboxing live. Uh, January fourth, apparently there is a Wrestle Kingdom twelve brunch party at the Clapham Grand, seven a.m. Holy fucking shit! I don't know. I might be up for that because that, although that's on the same day as Wrestle Empire two. From KW House. Um, January 6th, of course, New Year's Execution 2018. We've talked about all that. Now we're really getting into the meat of the matter as far as uh, January is concerned. January 7th is Rev Pro Live at the Cockpit. Um, they're doing a weekend of there on the 6th and 7th. Uh, I'll be at the, there on the 7th on my birthday, where they will crown an undisputed British Women's Champion. Uh, they're holding a tournament on that uh, particular weekend of shows. Moving on, uh, Eve uh, are in action at Resistance Gallery on January 13th, uh, with the show not made to be subtle. Um, January 20th is a toss-up, because uh, Rev Pro announced another date for York Hall. Uh, they announced High Stakes 2018, with the return of Minoru Suzuki. Uh, 4FW... Are running at the MECA in Swindon, and they announced Hall of, WWE Hall of Famer Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Ah, uh, decisions, decisions. Because I last time I went up to Swindon, it was quite a fun show. Um, there's a lot of good stuff happening. Uh, February third is uh, take your pick. Uh, I think some people will be either at ACW's return, which is called Back with Vengeance, at uh, it looks like it's going to be back at Keaton's Hall. Um, so that's going to be interesting. Um, so certainly I'll be looking looking at that. But also, I'll probably be at Southside. Uh, as they present Raw Deal 7 at uh, the Gordon Craig Theatre in Stevenage. 
Uh, and the selling point there is that uh, that is the final match in the UK for Gail Kim, who indeed is winding down her illustrious career. Um, so that's quite that's quite an honour, quite frankly. And it'd be interesting to 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 see who her opponent will be. Um, uh, so that'd be uh, certainly something worth looking at. Um, stick it up, Valentine's Eight from KW on the 17th of February uh, on February 18th BW return for their first show of 2018 to the Tooting and Mitchum United Football Club Rising Empire 3 there's a Southside show on Sunday February 25th Battle of the Egos 8 uh, I think that clashes with a progress event pretty sure uh, March now here's, here's going to be a very busy schedule March 9th is a KW event March or Die 2018, that's uh, one of our Friday night under graps specials. Uh, 6.45 kickoff, finished by 10.15. Then Pro's Leave are in action on the 10th of Ma- March. And then on March 11th is XWA at Charter Hall, Colchester. Then March 18th, I'll hopefully be, well, a friend of mine is sorting out a VIP booth for IPW. Um, as they uh, are at the Grand Clapham calling. Uh, they've announced a couple of things for that. Um, I'm trying to remember what they've announced. Um, but it's uh, enough to have uh, sold out front row uh, and second row, as a matter of fact. I'm trying to remember what they've announced. Oh, damn it. Uh, evidently, what uh, was the Swanley portion of IPW split off um, and is now t- going to run monthly shows at White Oak Leisure Centre called um, Spotlight, uh, which is interesting. And apparently, IPW are relocating their training school to Eastbourne as of the new year. Um, they also announced, evidently, that uh, their IPW world champion, Moose, is unable to make it to their shows in December, so the title uh, has been vacated. Um, yeah, I'm trying to find some fucking Clapham stuff, and I can't seem to find anything. Because I'm a fucking ah, oh, here we go. They've announced um, a matchup to commemorate 25 years of Doug Williams' uh, wrestling career. Um, as he goes one-on-one with Christopher Daniels. Um, And uh, certainly, if you have your memory, you know, go back to the early 2000s, Christopher Daniels, if I'm right, defeated Doug Williams in a three-way matchup. Also, my memory serves me correctly, involving Jody Fleisch. uh, That was at Walthamstow Assembly Hall to uh, become the first and only American my memory serves me right, to capture the FWA heavyweight title. And Doug regained the title in Philadelphia, uh, which um, gave the FWA heavyweight title officially, or technically, world title status, uh, which the rebirthed FWA, the 2009-2012 edition, um, really did sort of milk somewhat. Um... Then there was, this is an interesting one, uh, Jimmy Havoc goes one-on-one with 
Um, the zombie princess Jimmy Jacobs, who is uh, appearing on that show uh, in Clapham on the 18th of March. Some interesting stuff happening there, no question about it. Um, so, yeah. That's IPW, everyone. Uh, unprofessional wrestling return to the Hackney showroom on March 24th. Um, Hawaii Jato. Um, that's uh, Chuck Mambo and Prince Jato are in action. Unpro wrestling champion Roy Johnson is in action. Um, some interesting stuff happening there. So, yeah, we've gone a little bit into the rabbit hole as far as the upcoming stuff is concerned. There's some great shit happening across the fucking country, if I'm honest with you. Um, and uh, evidently, if I look for Revolution Pro, uh, let's take a look on Twicket, because I was going to do that a minute ago, and then I got sidetracked. Looks like there's nothing so far, but uh, I do know there was a fifth row ticket for the Uprising show in York Hall. Anyway, uh, moving on. And, uh, yeah, let's uh, wrap this up uh, and go to plugs. And, of course, our website is, of course, kickasswrestling.co.uk. Um, check all that stuff out. Um then we go to our social media on Facebook. Of course, we are at facebook.com slash group slash UK. I am personally on Facebook at facebook.com slash the boss David Lovell. L-U-V-V-A-L-L. Add me on Facebook. Um, you can find me on there because my cat is on there, uh, evidently. Um, go to Twitter. Uh, twitter.com slash KW underscore underground. Um, I'm at KW Commissioner. Liam Stevens is at Stevens KAW. Um, and uh, all your favourite kick ass wrestling superstars, for lack of better expression, uh, are on Twitter at, uh, in some shape, fashion, or form. Um, go to Instagram.com slash kick ass wrestling UK to find us on the Instagram deal. Um, and uh, some interesting stuff here for uh, your Zazzle um, deal of the week. Um, of course, go to tinyurl.com forward slash kawshwag. That's tinyurl.com slash kawshwag. And uh, this is a one-day deal. So this runs out tonight at 23.59. But it's Black Friday tomorrow, so there might be a really awesome deal tomorrow. But this is the this, this is the deal they've got for tonight. Enter the code one day Z deal four at checkout in the promo code or gift certificate box to get sixty percent off clocks. I shit you not, fifty percent off clocks. You can also get fifty percent off note cards, greetings cards, invitations or postcards. 40% off uh, badges and magnets, rubber stamps and Christmas tree decorations, 30% off cases, puzzles, ties or t-shirts, and 20% off anything else. So, uh, 
Yep, that's a lot of good shit. And like I said, it's Black Friday. Um, so yeah, so to recap, 60% off clocks, 50% off note cards, greeting cards, invitations and postcards, 40% off ornaments, badges, rubber stamps and magnets, uh, ornaments including Christmas decorations, 30% off cases, puzzles, ties and t-shirts, and 20% off everything else, including stickers, mugs and cushions. We've got mugs, we've got cushions, we've got all kinds of stuff on tinyurl.com slash kawswag. And finally, go to tinyurl.com slash kawradio for archive um, bits and bobs uh, in regards to Kick-Ass Wrestling Radio. Um, Of course, you know, we have been doing this for quite some time now. Um, and, uh, evidently, um, I think they're doing, at the moment, they are doing an offer where you can get an Anchorman or station plan on Spreaker.com for $15 off. Um, of course, you can sign up to, uh, do your own podcast up to 45 minutes on, uh, Spreaker.com. For as little as five dollars ninety nine cents, um, I think they, they. I'm trying to remember if they. I don't think they have a free plan anymore. But uh, come on, forty five minutes at six bucks a month, or fifty nine bucks billed annually. That's a steal, if you ask me. Um, of course, um, tinyroll.com slash kwradio. Uh, there's a lot of good shit on our archive footage. Uh, uh, archive. K- KW Radio Archive. There we go. Finally figured out how to say the words to make sense of what the fuck I wanted to say. Right. That's it. That's all the time I can give to you um, this week on KW Radio. Um, some scheduling notes before I wrap up. Uh, I am actually out of commission on uh, next Thursday, on the 30th of November. So, for one week, next week, KW Radio, so KW Radio episode 13, series 5, is going to be on Wednesday. So, you only have to wait six days for the Go Home Show to December to remember. So, that's on Wednesday, 29th of November. Um, be sure to check that out. Then we're back on track on Thursday, the 7th of December. For episode 14. And then episodes 15 and 16. Well, episode 15 will be on December 14th. I am actually out uh, at a at, uh, that uh, thing called the Christmas Work Do at my work. On the 21st of uh, December. So. KW Radio will be on the 20th of December. On that week. So to recap. uh, We're moving it to Wednesdays. On two dates. In the next month. On November 29th. Is next week's episode. And then on December 20th. So the. Before I get hammered. On gin and tonics. For no reason. uh, Party. Uh, And then. Hopefully we'll. Uh, wrap I think we're well let's see we're on episode 12 this week we're on episode 13 next week 14 15 16 
17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. I'm trying to work out something. We're looking to wrap up uh, this series in the month of February. But uh, you never know. But uh, just to let you know, we're preempting uh, for two of the two weeks of the next five. So next week on KW Radio, we'll bring you uh, some entertaining stuff a day early on Wednesday, 29th of November. And then finally, to wrap up, I guess, the 20th of December. Uh, but you never know. We may have to change our Christmas schedule around depending on what we're doing. So let's uh, take you into... Uh, so, like, like I said, that that is the um, yeah. So that that is the um, the gist of it, the meat of the matter, as it were. Um, and like I said, if you want to uh, listen to all the archive stuff, check Kickass Wrestling uh, Radio at tinyurl.com forward slash. KW Radio. And for some odd reason, my... I do apologise for some odd reason. <laughs> for some odd reason, my show closer is uh, being a pain in the ass. So, what I'm doing now is having to re-add it to the playlist on Spreaker. <laughs> Which is a bit frustrating, but at the same time, it needs to be fucking done. Um. Oh, come on. God damn it. Okay, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to... Uh, is I'm going to uh, buy some time. Um, But what I'm going to do is I'm going to buy some time in a good way. Because I'm going to tell you about uh, what I've got in mind for uh, what you think I've got in mind. <laughs> and that's, of course, a bonus episode of KW Radio and uh, what we're doing on the editing front in the next few months, in, in the next few weeks. Um, firstly, on the editing front, uh, like I said, it's been a little bit uh, shock clog. Uh, through no fault of my own, uh, over the last couple of months. But we're going to try and um, double down a little bit on uh, what's happening, because I feel that, uh, well, you fuckers have earned it, quite frankly. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to hopefully lay down commentary on um, the Beachful Bashings and Final Stop 2017 events in the next day or two they'll be out first hopefully by the time you hear KW Radio next week so six days time uh, yeah hopefully that's uh, what we're going to do then what I'm going to hopefully do in uh, the next I would say two weeks or so is try and get out the ninth anniversary weekender. What I might do though 
is do it in two parts or as a combined show because it's not exactly the longest uh, combined show. Uh, so indeed what I'm going to have to do is uh, figure out if that's the best way to go. Then of course hopefully by Christmas um, we'll have added December to remember to that uh, queue for lack of a better expression. But at the same time uh, I'm just hoping that it isn't that bad where we've got fucking eight shows by the end of the fucking year and it all goes you know to hell in a handbasket so uh, that's the plan that's what we're hopefully going to do like I said we had to kind of double down a little bit on that kind of stuff you know just so it's out quite frankly so I'm getting a little bit hacked off with uh, my my sort of lack of my lack of action, you know, just say on this kind of thing. So, uh, that's what we're going to do. Um, now, on the bonus episodes of KW Radio, uh, I've been meaning to do this for the last two or three weeks. But I've just not had much luck. <laughs> you know, uh, just generally, with, um, with taping it. Bonus episode 19 of KW Radio is going to be our first full-length episode of Title Time. And it's going to be um, focusing on the Kick-Ass Wrestling Cruiserweight Championship. And it's uh, really through... just a, It was just a choice um, more than anything. We figured, bugger it, we're going to do that one. So there was no real rhyme or reason... But at the same time, we just wanted to do also um, an episode where where we had a title that was that was um, inactive. So the cruiserweight title is a great start. So we're aiming to take that in the next probably the next couple of days. I've I mean I've got hopefully tomorrow night I'm going to try and do that. But tomorrow night I'm also probably going to be fixing to. Um, you know, record the commentary for Beachful Bashings and the final stop. So don't worry, we're getting stuff out at some point in the next couple of weeks. It's just been a bollock ache trying to um, put my, you know, put get my shit together. Let's just say. Um, so I, I apologise, you know, in advance if I've not been so, you know, so proactive in getting all this material out. But we're going to do that in the next couple of weeks. Well, my show closer for the um, this week's KW Radio uh, is kind of shut the bed. So I'm going to go with a slightly more impromptu one. And we're going to go into the hopper for this one of uh, stuff that you may or may not have heard in the last... 5 Series of KW Radio. This is uh, a nice little instrumental to take you out of this week's episode. Uh, like I said, next week's episode is going to be on Wednesday, 29th of November. I am uh, indeed out of the office, as it were, next Thursday. But uh, be sure to join us then. 
This is Return of the Lost Palmer 7 by Madness. We'll talk to you next week here on KW Radio. I've been David Lovell, and we'll talk to you soon. Cheerio for now. And typically, we've got some fucking technical issues with this. It's a fucking cockache, this. <sighs> Hold on. Let me go under the fucking bonnet. Oh, this is madness. No, th- this was, this is meant to be madness. <laughs> hey, there we go. I did a joke. Trouble is, it doesn't feel like a sodding joke. I ain't got a scooby do What's going on here? Okay. Oh, you know when you had, I had the IT issues last week on KW Radio? Well, this is the polar opposite, where I actually can't get the damn thing to play. Oh, it's a pain in the ass. I'm going to try playing it in a slightly different way. Uh, where is this? Well, it's a bit of a bollock ache, this. The thing is, it probably does work, just not for me at the moment. Okay, let's just try it this way. And you can't bloody hear it. What the fuck? Yeah, I might have to call IT on this one. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, this is, this is, this is, oh, this is, this is why I am so convinced that Skynet exists. Fucking hell. Uh, quick, 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 quick. I've got to, fit, I've got to find a new show closer. Quick! Quick. Fuck it. We'll try this one. We'll do it live. We're doing it live. Oh, shit. Here we go. Oh, cool. This is this is actually the video rip of it. Uh, so I've got a bit of time to talk over it. It's one step beyond from madness. There we go. I got some madness into your life. Uh, I've been David Lovell. This has been fucking madness in this episode of KW Radio. Episode 12, Series 5, recorded at KW House in Stepney, East London, has been mad... Well, it's ended in madness in more ways than one. We'll talk to you... Well, we'll talk to you next Wednesday here on KW Radio. Take care for now. The nuttiest sound around. So if you've come in off the street and you're beginning to feel the heat, well, listen, buster, you better start to move your feet to the rockinest rock steady beat of madness one step
You have been listening to KAW Radio. For the latest news, features and information, check out KAW Radio every Thursday and also check out our bonus and archive episodes at tinyurl.com slash kawradio. And also, for blogs and video content, including full shows, go to our website at kickasswrestling.co.uk. Until next time, so long.